1: Yes, indeed, it is. Good morning. Seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock, and we are underway on AM 1420, The Answer. Sorry about that. Had to move away just for a second. I'm so excited to be back after a three-day weekend. Uh, we'll give you a best-of show on Good Friday. Hopefully, you were able to celebrate that day and, uh, commemorate that day. And then, of course, the celebration of the risen Lord yesterday. Hopefully, you had a great weekend. Today is, of course, actu- of course, actually called Easter Monday. For those who do not know, it's not just Easter Sunday. It is Easter Monday today, so I wish you a blessed Easter Monday as well. But uh, after three days off, it is good to be back. There's so much uh, important work we have to do today. Coming up at 948, Congressman Jim Jordan will join us, as he does each and every Monday. Very much looking forward to that. Uh, And Before we get to this top story of the day that we are going to dissect up one side and down down the other, uh, what do you say we pause for the pledge, our daily program starts with the Pledge of Allegiance because patriots appreciate it and leftists absolutely hate it. That's a good enough reason for me to do it. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. That is how we start our day each and every day. Now let's start by the ongoing assault on our great republic. This democratic republic, this constitutional republic, is under siege like never before, including an attack on our right to conduct free and fair and secure elections, because that is what is the result of Georgia's new election law. Georgia's new election law, provides free and fair and secure elections, which is why the left hates it. It's not about the free and it's not about the fair part, although the fair part would be challenging for them as well. It's about the third component. It's about the secure part, the secure elections now that are going to be the result of the new Georgia election law, the law that has sent liberals into a tizzy and has led cancel culture to be the machine to be put into overdrive the cancel culture now is just plowing over everything in its sight, and its it's target now is Georgia. Georgia businesses. And guess what? Georgia workers. Georgia employees. Georgia business owners. That's right. In an attempt to punish Georgia legislators for passing a new law that restricts the opportunity for Georgians to cheat, but expands the opportunity for Georgians to vote, which is how it's supposed to be. In an attempt to punish the legislators, they are going to take money out of the pockets of Georgia residents, and in particular, Atlanta residents. Now, what am I talking about specifically? I'm talking about, of course, the Georgia voter law the new uh, voter law, that does indeed restrict the opportunity for Georgians to cheat, which is why they hate it so much, but expands the number of voting in-person uh, early voting days, expands the number of counties that have drop boxes, which is all of them, which expands opportunities for Georgians to cast their votes in a legal, secure way, but restricts the opportunity through mail-in voting without valid photo, uh, photo identification, uh, the opportunity for Georgians to cheat. And that has led to, like I said, cancel culture to go all in. The first to cancel Georgia, and particularly the city of Atlanta, was Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball has decided to pull the Major League Baseball All-Star Game out of Georgia, which was scheduled for this July. Now, previous All-Star Games in various cities have netted economic growth anywhere from 60 to 70 to $80 million for a simple weekend, All-Star Weekend, can generate up to $60, $70, 80000000 million of economic impact on businesses and thus workers in the All-Star City, which is why every year, every team and every city in baseball petitions, hey, can we have the All-Star Game? Can we have the All-Star Game? Can we have the All-Star Game? And they usually pick them a good two, three, four years ahead of time. So they're set up for the 2022, 23, 24, 25 All-Star Games already. I don't know where they are because I don't care. But the cities that hold them generate massive amounts of economic revenue, right? In Cleveland, the number I think was $68 million last time we held the All-Star Game. It's a great thing. Well, the projections for the Atlanta All-Star Game this July were to be in the neighborhood of $100 million. $100 million. $100 million for Atlanta businesses, for Atlanta workers. That's a great thing. But now Atlanta workers are not going to benefit from that because baseball has pulled the all-star game because they have chosen to believe liberal democratic lies about what this law does. And who are they punishing? Are you ready for this? They're punishing black people. Wait, what? I thought the reason baseball was upset, and I thought the reason that the Democratic National Committee and all of the leftists in the woke media were upset about this is because this law requires black people, like other people, to have identification when they vote. Photo identification. That's racist, of course, because we all know that black people cannot get identification with their picture on it. Way too complicated for them. White people can do that much more easily. Black people, oh, that's a poll tax. Wait a minute, it's free. Yeah, but it's inconvenient. I mean, it's, this is their argument, right? So if the left was angry about the passage of this law because this law restricted and harmed black people, what are you talking about when you say that Major League Baseball's yanking of the All-Star Game harms black people? Well, here's what I'm talking about. Simple demographics. Do you know that the city of Atlanta is a majority black population, demographically? Do you know that 60% of Atlantans are black, 40% white or other? So what Major League Baseball just did, at the behest of and with the support of Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Chuck Schumer... And yes, Stacey Abrams, a black woman who says she's the rightful governor of Georgia, even though she lost by more than 50,000 votes. At the behest of all of these Democrats, baseball is going to harm black workers in Atlanta, more so than any other race of workers. $100 million of economic opportunity gone. Overwokeness wokeness, gone over a lie. Let's focus a little bit on Stacey Abrams for a second now. Failed gubernatorial candidate who has spent her time since losing that election trying to cheat um, Republicans out of electoral victories in the state of Georgia ever since. Literally, that is exactly what she does. Now, she is calling last week's passage of the new state uh, voting reform law a redux, of Jim Crow in a suit and tie. That's a direct quote. Here's here here's her full statement as a matter of fact denouncing the decision. Republicans who passed and defended Senate Bill 2020 did did so knowing the economic risks to our state. They prioritized making it harder for people of color to vote over the economic well-being of Georgians. Let me just pause there and state the obvious. She just insulted her own race. She just insulted black people by saying rules that are applied uniformly to everybody are harder for one race than another. You just said that your race is less capable of doing things that people of other races are. You just insulted yourself and every black person in Georgia and in America, quite simply, and I find that repulsive. Personally, I think it would be better if we all saw black people and white people and Asian people and, and Hispanic people, and et cetera, etc., cetera, et cetera uh, as all being of equal capability. That's how I see it. That's how Republicans see it. Democrats see it as black people are less capable. Okay. Second part is about the economic well-being of Georgians. No, the economic well-being of Georgians is being hurt not by the passage of that law, but by your pushing of Major League Baseball to cancel culture Atlanta. The statement continues. Like many Georgians, I am disappointed that the MLB is relocating the All-Star Game. However... I commend the players, owners, and league commissioner for doing it. (laughs) I urge others in positions of leadership to do so as well. (laughs) I'm disappointed that Major League Baseball is relocating the game and hurting Georgians, especially Atlantans, who are predominantly black, but I encourage others to hurt us as well. She wrote this. I can't, I'm not, I'm not slandering her. I'm reading her statement. She's disappointed that they're doing it, but she's encouraging other people to do it as well. Can you wrap your brain around that? As I have stated, she says, I respect boycotts, although I don't want to see Georgia families being hurt by lost events and jobs. Georgians targeted by voter suppression will be hurt as opportunities go to other states. We should not abandon the victims of the GOP malice and lies. We must stand together. Georgia Republicans must renounce the terrible damage they have caused to our voting system and the harm they have inflicted on our economy. Our corporate community must get off the sidelines as full partners in this fight, acknowledging the provisions of SB 2020 do not expand voting rights. They restrict those rights, affecting employees and consumers alike. And leaders must publicly support the voting rights provisions in the For the People's Act. Aha! We have just stumbled across the end game. And the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act to mitigate the harm being done in Georgia and other states. As other events, productions, and businesses weigh whether to patronize Georgia, I urge those who can come to speak out. I urge, uh, urge those who are here to stay and fight, to stay and vote. We need you. Okay. Let's hit. Let's let's just you know call it what it is here. Why are they secretly glad to see Georgia pass this voting reform law that expands voting opportunity but restricts cheating opportunity? Why are they secretly glad? Because this is going to generate the anger among those on the far left uh, with states having their constitutional right to set their own voting parameters. The founding fathers made it specific. They were very clear that the states conduct their own elections, that the federal government does not conduct the elections. Now, there are times when I've said, boy, it'd be nice if the feds would conduct it, but only to do it right, to make sure that photo ID is mandated in every state, to make sure that the early voting hours are the same in every state, to make sure, to make sure, to make sure that all the right things are done. But, you know, obviously, since we can't control who's always in charge of the federal government, that they'll do it right, it would be extraordinarily dangerous to push for federal voting uh, uh, mandates and policies. The states have to be left alone to do this themselves. So they're secretly thrilled that Georgia is passing this or passed this law, that Texas is going to pass a similar one, and other states are going to mandate photo ID, et cetera, so they can scream racism from the highest mountaintops, shout voter suppression, shout black disenfranchisement, so that it will generate support for the For the People Act for House Resolution 1 to take the, the voting rights and the voting uh, policies away from the states and to federalize the election so they can put forth all of the cheating mechanisms that they have possibly ever come up with and can ever conjure up and put them in place to make sure that Republicans never see a fair election again. Now, the second part of this little story with respect to Stacey Abrams is going to come after this timeout. Stacey Abrams has been fact-checked, and not just by Bob France, who did it so expertly here on AM 1420, The Answer. They've been fact-checked not just by Fox News or other perceived right-wing media outlets. Stacey Abrams and her lies have been fact-checked by the far-left Washington Post, who says that she, like Joe Biden, is a bald-faced liar about all of the Georgia bill. Which means, of course, that the For the People Act would be essentially irrelevant. I'll give you that part of the story coming up after this on AM 1420 The Edge. Okay, 926, let me get you to the second part of the story here. The far-left Washington Post fact-checked the complaints Stacey Abrams, Joe Biden, Chuck Schumer, and others have made about the uh, Georgia election bill or the voter reform bill. The experts that the Washington Post fact-checked with said unanimously, and this is a quote, The net effect was to expand the opportunities to vote for most Georgians, not limit them. The net effect, the net effect, the net effect was to expand the opportunities to vote, not limit them. Specifically, the Post found that while Biden and others claimed that the new law ends voting hours early, so working people can't cast their vote after their shift, the experts noted it does no such thing. Critics of the bill also falsely claimed the Georgia bill would prohibit food and drink from being passed out to people waiting in line to vote. However, the bill does not prevent people waiting in line to vote to, from receiving food or water, but just that politicians and their staff cannot provide it in an effort to secure votes. Poll workers can pass out water or food as they see fit, but no activist or outside groups can do such a thing. In fact, water stations can be set up for self-service along the lines at any polling location. And then, of course, the critics of the Georgia law claim that it requires voters to present ID in order to vote, and that is racist because African Americans can't do it. Well... More and more and more African Americans are shouting out, not speaking out, shouting out, that they are tired of that insulting characterization, that they are offended by the notion that they don't have ID, that they can just live in this world and do all of the things that people do without identification, and they do it because they're black and they don't know how to get, otherwise, get it otherwise. They are tired of that characterization. And they should be, and I hope they start speaking out louder and louder and louder. It is about the most insulting thing you can say about someone is that they are less capable of others. But I want to close this segment before the bottom of the hour with uh, a shorty from former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, who is also calling out Stacey Abrams for one of the most blatant hypocrisies that you can hear about this issue. Stacey Abrams says that the Georgia voting reform law is racist and restrictive, calls it Jim Crow. But what did she recently say about New Jersey's new voter bill, Governor Christie? The 17 days is not enough early voting. Uh, Stacey Abrams, by the way, Stacey Abrams was in New Jersey, in my state, praising Phil Murphy this week for a voting law, where New Jersey early voting is nine days. Half. Half of what Georgia is. Yet she's on TV in New Jersey. I saw it myself saying that this is one of the greatest voting expansion bills we've ever seen. But this is Jim Whoa, Crow. I'm sorry, not, George. It doesn't make any sense. Not. Chris Christie on George Stephanopoulos on ABC yesterday. Stacey Abrams praised Governor Phil Murphy, who's a Democrat in New Jersey. The voter bill there that provides nine days of early voting opportunities. Half of the early voting days, uh, voting opportunity days that they have in Georgia. One she calls a glorious, great, uh, wonderful voting expansion bill. The other she calls Jim Crow. Half half of what georgia is yet she's on tv in new jersey i saw it myself saying that this is one of the greatest voting expansion bills we've ever seen but this is jim crow i'm sorry george doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense but then again it doesn't have to she's a liberal democrat and to the vast majority of the media including your host there george stephanopoulos uh it it just works because she's a democrat all right, it's nine thirty. I welcome your phone calls. Two one six I know I got a ton of news to give you today, but I do want to hear from you too. 216 Two one six nine zero one zero nine four five. Right back.
0: It's the Bob France Authority
1: here on AM 1420. The answer. Nine thirty five. We continue. Good morning. Appreciate you being with us. Coming up in uh, about 13 minutes or so, we're going to be talking to Congressman Jim Jordan. We'll talk about baseball's decision to pull the All-Star Game from uh, Georgia and what that is going to do to Georgia residents, including Atlanta workers, as that city stands to lose around a $100 million of economic impact, of economic growth, all because, as Governor Brian Kemp said, uh, they're trafficking in lies. They're trafficking in lies over what the new Georgia voter reform law does.
2: Yesterday, Major League Baseball caved to fear and lies from liberal activists. They ignored the facts of our new election integrity law, and they ignored the consequences of their decision on our local community. In the middle of a pandemic, Major League Baseball put the wishes of Stacey Abrams and Joe Biden ahead of the economic well-being of hard-working Georgians, who were counting on the all-star game for a paycheck.
1: He is a billion percent correct, of course, but that is not what the media is going to report. Although like I said, credit where it is due when you when, you know, even the blind squirrel trips over an acorn and turns around and says, "What was that?" Feels around, "Hey, look at that." And got himself a meal. That's what this is, when the Washington Post actually reports the truth about something. And the Washington Post did indeed report that the net effect of the Georgia law is to expand voter rights and voting opportunities, not to limit them. So the Washington Post even said, said that. Uh, although, again, the, uh, uh, the ongoing effort here is to paint and characterize the Georgia law as being disenfranch- disenfranchisement of African Americans and voter suppression.
2: We now have two more optional days if counties opt into that on Sundays that was in this bill that's actually expanding access for voting opportunities early. New York has 10, so we have either seven or nine days more than New York where Major League Baseball is headquartered. I guess we should be boycotting, you know, them for having their headquarters in New York because that law is more restricted than ours.
1: You know, that's a great way to go, Governor Brian Kemp, uh, in comparing what is being done in Georgia and the Uh, The unfair standard, if you will, by which it is being or to which it is being held. You want to compare it to New York? Okay. Uh, I say we take it a step up. I say we go a step further. Let's compare Georgia's voting law to something that's just a um, uh, a little bit more concerning. And it doesn't have to do with any of the other 49 states. What do you say we compare a law that expands opportunities for Georgians to vote, but limits them the opportunity to cheat? Which, of course, if cheating was allowed, that would be a very strong and dangerous disservice to the voters of that state. Let's compare that to one of Major League Baseball's favorite partners, Major League Baseball says we can't do business with Georgia on All-Star Weekend because of voter suppression, but we love our business relationship with the CHICOMs, with the CCP, with the Chinese Communist Party. Because if you haven't been paying attention, Major League Baseball like the National Basketball Association, cares more about the billion Chinese people and what that means as a market for them to line their own pockets than they do about the rights of the Chinese people. Let me share a little bit of information that you're probably not going to get anywhere else. One day... One day after expanding their deal with the with the Chinese Communist Party, that's when they decided to boycott Georgia over voters' rights. Major League Baseball extended and expanded its contract with the Chinese telecommunications company shortly before, just one day before boycotting the state of Georgia, state of uh, Georgia rather over the league's disagreement on the election bill. Chinese state media reported on April 1, Major League Baseball will continue to be aired on the streaming platform operated by the Chinese tech giant Tencent, which has significant ties to the Chinese Communist Party. Tencent is of the Chinese companies that had temporarily dropped NBA games as a form of censorship after a former NBA GM, Daryl Morey, spoke out in support of pro-democracy protests going on in China or in the Hong Kong. I hope that's not confusing. Pro-democracy protests in Hong Kong were put down viciously by the Chinese Communist Party. The people of Hong Kong want independence and freedom from Chinese rule. The Chinese say not, not a chance and they use every method necessary to put down these protests in favor of democracy and freedom for the people of Hong Kong. Now, an NBA general manager, Daryl Morey, as I just noted, back in October of 2019, publicly on Twitter, uh, expressed support for the people of Hong Kong. He didn't even say anything which he could have about the oppressiveness of the Chinese Communist Party He just said, I stand with Hong Kong in a simple tweet. It was that simple. I stand with, I think it was free Hong Kong. This is October of 2019. As a punishment for Daryl Morey actually supporting freedom and liberty and democracy, the Chinese uh, Communist Party company Tencent stopped airing all NBA games. Then, when they resumed airing games, they refused to air Houston Rockets games, because that was the general manager of Daryl Morey. And then when Morey left the Rockets to go to Philadelphia 76ers, now they won't air the 76ers games. So in other words, for two, two and a half years roughly now, uh, two years we'll call it, for two years roughly now, the Chinese Communist Party has censored certain aspects of the National Basketball Association for daring to stand up for democracy, for the people of Hong Kong. And the NBA gleefully and gladly signs on the dotted line to expand their relationship with that Chinese Communist Party and that company, all because it matters more to them to collect the dollars from one and a half billion Chinese people that are huge NBA fans. They'd rather generate their revenue than actually stand up for principle and the freedom and the democracy um, that is re- that is requested and demanded by the people of Hong Kong. That's the NBA side, but of course, as noted, the MLB agrees. Just one day before announcing we're boycotting Georgia for the All-Star Game, they signed a new contract expanding their relationship with the Chinese communist company Tencent. So people of Hong Kong have their attempts at democracy thwarted under the crushing boot heels of the Chinese Communist Party, and Major League Baseball looks the other way while signing this this contract blindly because they'd rather generate the revenue from the Chinese fans than stand up for the democracy and the freedom requested by the people of Hong Kong. And then the next day, they tell Georgia, Hey, we don't think you you allow enough voting rights. We don't think you allowed expanded the voting rights enough for people uh, in the state of Georgia. We're pulling, we're punishing you, and we're pulling the all star game from you. Somebody find a logic in that that I just can't. Somebody explain that to me in a term that I can understand, because I can't get through my thick head. You are punished, Georgia, because you're not giving your people enough, in our view, of uh, of voting opportunities but a nation that stomps on the rights of people to have any democracy at all, to have any right to vote, to have any right in the say over their own government, a communist oppressive country that is currently engaging in genocide against the Muslim Uyghurs in that country, putting them in concentration camps, torturing them, executing them. will sign right on the dotted line and do business with you. I will tell you this, if you watch Major League Baseball this season, knowing what I just told you to be factual, and you can trust me it is, your priorities are so far out of whack, you're probably listening to the wrong radio show. You might want to find another one that's a little bit more um, left of your center. Jim Jordan joins us next, right back. Okay, 948, now we continue on AM 1420. The answer, appreciate you being with us. Brian Kemp.
2: Yesterday, Major League Baseball caved to fear and lies from liberal activists. They ignored the facts of our new election integrity law, and they ignored the consequences of their decision.
1: On our local community. A hundred million dollars worth of consequences. That's how much revenue they would have generated economically if they had All-Star Weekend in Atlanta. And now the people of Atlanta will pay the price. Joining us now with reaction to that and more is Congressman Jim Jordan, uh, Ohio's 4th Congressional District Representative, ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee. Congressman, how are you, sir?
3: I'm fine, Bob. Good to be with you. Good to be with you as well. I'm sorry? I just said I hope you had a great Easter.
1: I did, and thank you for that. I appreciate that, and I hope you did as well. I appreciate that, sir. Mm-hmm. Okay, let, let's uh, let's dive into two things here. Before I actually ask you to respond to uh, the Major League Baseball decision, just can you speak to, the, to what you understand that law to be? I mean, it, it is something. When the President of the United States, right before this Easter weekend, actually uh, uh, into a live microphone and then issued a statement, that is an outright lie that declared that the new Georgia voting law that was signed into law by Brian Kemp last week actually reduced voting hours and ended cut off voting at 5 p.m. just when people are getting off of their work shifts so people cannot yeah. go ahead and vote after their work shift. I mean, it's just a bald-faced lie, among other lies that have been told. But can you speak to the specifics of what that bill is as you understand
3: it? Yeah, and, get, and Bob, guess which state doesn't uh, uh, has voter ID, doesn't allow the same length of time for voting, Uh, has 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 more restrictions than the georgia law guess which state has that the state of delaware the president of united states home state and yet he says the false things that you just talked about that you can't give people water which is baloney that it's it's ridiculous and anyone with common sense knows it's ridiculous but today's media just goes along with what the left says because they they fundamentally want to change our country and and we all need to realize that i mean you can go issue after issue. you got this issue. They're, they're, they're misleading the American people about what the Georgia voter law is. Uh, these corporations are afraid of the attack they get from the left, the woke mob. And then the same thing is happening on the border. It's, it's nothing but chaos there. Um, they're misleading the American people on, on that whole situation. So on and on it goes. But, uh, again, I think the American people see it. And and let's see what the let's see what the elected officials. What are the two new senators? What are Ossoff and We're not going to say about what Major League Baseball did to their state and cost small business owners and families and people in their state cost them this economic help, economic development that would that would be coming. So let's see what well, they say
1: and you know what's a big big part by the way we'll talk about the border in a moment because i know you're headed there today congressman but um mm-hmm. to to the point about you know this law being restrictive and somehow suppressing minority votes somehow suppressing black votes are concerned about black people it's my understanding that 60% of the population of of Atlanta is African-American. It's a majority African-American city. So, in other words, by taking $100 million of revenue that could have been generated for the people, the workers, the employees, the business owners of of Georgia, or, excuse me, of Atlanta, by by pulling the all-star game, they're literally harming the people that they claim they're looking out for, which is African-Americans.
3: Right, because everything with the Democrats is about raw political power. They pass a so-called COVID bill that 90-some percent is not about COVID. They're bringing an infrastructure bill that 90-some percent is not about infrastructure. It's not about what they say. It's not about how they market things, how they promote things. It's all about raw political power. And that's why they're criticizing this law, because it, they don't. They, their focus is not fairness. Their focus is not election integrity. Their focus is political power. And I think, again, more and more Americans are waking up to what the Democrats are really up to, and and what the hard left is really up to in our country.
1: Congressman, one final thought on this. The hypocrisy here is just so extraordinary, it needs to be pointed out. Major League Baseball um, issued their decision to pull the All-Star Game from Georgia over a law that expands voting rights, actually, and, uh, and makes it harder to cheat. One day... After signing a new deal, an expanded deal with the Chinese Communist Party company Tencent to air and broadcast and stream Major League Baseball games to the 1.7 million people of China. they A billion, rather. They literally just sold out uh, to a nation that oppresses its people. In, if you recall... Hong Kong, the people, there's no democracy there whatsoever. The people of Hong Kong have protested for years trying to get yep. independence from Chinese rule. One NBA executive, Daryl Morey, two years ago, tweeted just a simple sentence in support of freedom for the people of Hong Kong, and the Chinese Communist Party and the company Tencent punished the NBA by not airing the games because of this statement here. So I guess, you know, baseball's hypocrisy here is just so thick. They're glad to be in business with the Chinese communists, but won't allow a game to be played in Georgia.
3: Yeah, no, you you can't make this stuff up. And and I think it's interesting. You know, we, we now need to understand something. The left controls everything. The left controls big media. The left controls big tech. The left controls Hollywood. The left controls higher education. The left now controls big sports. You just pointed out the NBA and and, and MLB, the decisions they're making. And, of course, the left controls all of the federal government. The one area, the one entity the left doesn't control is state and local government. And thank goodness for that. And that's where we're going to have to really push back if we want to embrace and and hold on to freedom. What happened in Ohio two weeks ago? Where they overrode the governor's veto is a step for freedom what governor DeSantis is doing in florida right now a step for freedom pushing back on big tech pushing back on, on 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 this this vaccine passport so that's where we have pushed back big sport like all other big institutions is now controlled by the left but we still have state government and frankly bob we still have individual americans who value the constitution and understanding and understand that we get our freedom from god not some blessing from government and, and that's, where we have, that's where we have to push back on all we're seeing these folks do uh, to our great country.
1: Very well said. We're talking to Congressman Jim Jordan. You mentioned the word infrastructure a moment ago. You know, if <laughs> it's hard to believe that the Democrats could top the $1.9 trillion uh, quote-unquote uh, COVID relief bill, uh, of which we know that only 9% went to COVID relief. But they did it. The $2.25 trillion infrastructure bill has only 6% that is actually targeted toward infrastructure, yep. as we understand yep. infrastructure for roads and bridges and airports and rails and so on and so forth. What is the rest of that money going to?
3: Oh, left wing causes. Left-wing, they'll send money out to left wing organizations that are going to help Democrats get reelected in 2022. I mean, that's the game the left plays with your tax dollars. Um, you know they use your tax money to give it to organizations who are going to run people against your candidates who get elected. If you use more of your tax money to elect more of the Democrats, that's the game they play. And it's again, as I said earlier, it's all about political power. So you got to you got a build that's about uh, you know it's about Green New Deal and all this crazy stuff, and not really about roads and bridges, tunnels, and things that we we know actually help our infrastructure and help economic growth. So um, look, we got to fight all this, and it's and it's it's not easy. But you tell me anything in life worth. You know, worth doing is never easy. That's just, that just the, the, the situation we're in. But I think in the end, the American people see it. They love this country. They don't want the radical left changes that, that, that the Democrats are proposing, and they're going to push back on all this.
1: How much of this, Congressman, is Green New Deal? Because uh, you know, we all know that the Green New Deal, if it was just stated as such and put together in one massive package, would be some ninety <laughs> trillion dollars. You know, we all saw yeah. those numbers when the whole thing was proposed. But yeah. but they're they you know they're going to do three trillion here, two and a two and a quarter trillion, right. if you will. Uh, but, you know, kind of just doing it piecemeal, right? That's this is what it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah.
3: But it, it, I mean, re- we need to remember something too. This is not the first Green New Deal. We had a Green New Deal under Obama. It was called the Loan Guarantee Program at the Department of Energy, and you all, er, er, your your listeners will remember the Lendra. Beacon Power, Abound Solar, these 20-some different companies that got a bunch of your tax dollars, and all of them, almost all of them went bankrupt. This is just rehashing that, putting it in a bigger, better plant. That's what this new Green New Deal is really all about. We know it doesn't work, but again, the Democrats are focused on all their left-wing craziness, and they're going to try to push it through. we got to hope that Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema will actually do what they told the voters they were going to do, that they will stick by the filibuster and not let the Democrats change that so that they can pass all this crazy.
1: Congressman, since we were talking about China a moment ago, I have to ask you about the uh, book interview tour that Hunter Biden has embarked upon. Because uh, uh, you've been watching this very closely. You were very outspoken about the uh, Hunter Biden issue with China and with uh, Tony mm-hmm. Bobolinsky and uh, all of the information on that laptop prior to the election. Now that the election is over and now that um, Joe Biden's uh, place in the White House is secure, apparently Hunter figures he'll cash in on all of that. He did an- admit yeah. in an interview that the laptop might be his. I'm not really sure, but it might be mine. I'm not going to deny that it is. He knows that it is. It was verified a hundred yeah. different ways by yeah. Bobulinski and others. But what is your what is your take on him coming out now and making well,
3: these statements? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, and, and look, you feel for anyone who goes through some of the difficulties these individuals went through. But uh, what I always come back to is last last fall, in the run up to the presidential election, our most important election, there was irrefutable evidence. We had a eyewitness who was in meetings. With the vice president, now President Biden, we had documents, verified documents, and we had this computer, this laptop that you could actually go get. And yep, so, and, and, we, and, and the media would not, would not even talk about it. But for folks like you and a handful of others, no one in the mainstream press would talk about this. And, and that's like they kept valuable information from the American people that was directly relevant to the presidential election. Again, like I said before. All the big institutions are controlled by the left, and they work together to advance a Democrat agenda, a left agenda, not the truth. So to me, that's still the big takeaway. Is they kept that from – and you can't tell me, Bob. You can't tell me that there weren't reporters in D.C. and New York who knew, who absolutely knew that the FBI was investigating Hunter Biden, and they would not report it. They knew that fact, and they would not report it. That's how, that's how twisted and crazy – um today's mainstream press and the left theres no
1: question about it well i mean you know just to, as a follow-up to that i mean why didn't any reporter who talks to him about this why doesn't any reporter say well what do you mean it might be yours did you find yourself missing a laptop how about that? You know, yeah. you, you, you carry yeah. a laptop case. Was there a laptop in it in the last two years or however long it's been? Yes. I mean, let's stop the nonsense here. You don't just misplace a laptop. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know yeah. where that went. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Last thing, Congressman. Exactly. Last thing, tell us about your trip to the border today. Where are you going? What do you expect? Yeah, to we're, see?
3: we're 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 going to be in McAllen. Uh, we'll see the Don facility. We're going we're going to be down there. We we've been there a few years ago, but we wanted to go back because again, uh, it's Republicans from the Judiciary Committee. We're the committee that has direct jurisdiction over immigration law. Uh, I don't believe Jerry Nadler and any of the Democrats from the committee have been down. We certainly know that that uh, Vice President Harris is now in charge of this issue, hasn't been down. We know that the president hasn't been down, but a number of Republicans had. I felt it was important to take some of our members down, um, and and so that we could first, see firsthand just how chaotic the situation is. And, and you're really left with no. I mean, we'll we'll get down there and we'll take a look. But but based on what I have seen and heard and talked with folks about you're really left with this idea, this is what the Democrats want. I don't know any other conclusion you can reach because they're the ones who took away the policies that President Trump had in place and created the situation. And it's almost like, well, this must be what they want because there's no real conclusion you can reach. So uh, yeah, we're looking forward to go down there and, and, and get a first-hand look the, at the, the, worst part uh, about it is, situation. the
1: worst part about it is this is what they want, and they say that this is a much more humane policy than President no, Trump had. No, well, we heard from Ted no, Cruz no, no. and others. I heard from Tom Homan. I talked to him last week describing what those kids are, are living in right now. Not for 72 yep. hours, but for 10, 12, 15 days. Uh, that's not humane. There's nothing humane about what the Democrats are doing. I look forward to seeing your report when you come back from the Board of Congress, yep. and we'll certainly talk to you then. Great.
3: Thanks. Thank you, thanks, sir. You, sir.
1: All right, travel safely. Ten oh one, time for news. Right back to you, uh, guest free in hour number two on AM fourteen.